Good morning. If you're an Airbnb host, be advised. More regulations are coming your way. For Friday, October 27th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Paige Buscema here from Itopia Inc. with your iStyle file moment. Did you know that wearing poorly crafted sun lenses tricks your eye into letting down its natural defenses? Your pupil constricts to reduce light entering the eye. But in cheap sunglasses, the dark lens causes your pupil to dilate and allows harmful rays to come in. Meet the team and find out what lens is best for you at Itopia Inc., the eyewear vault in downtown Leesburg. Follow us online at Itopia Inc. That's at E-Y-E. T-O-P-I-A-I-N-C and itopiainc.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rens Green. Loudon's years-long effort to start tracking, regulating, and taxing short-term residential rentals is starting to pay off. By short-term residential rental, I mean the places you get on sites like Airbnb. Now, Airbnb in particular has resisted increased regulation and the taxation that comes with it. But last year, the Virginia General Assembly passed a law requiring online hosting platforms like Airbnb to collect and remit taxes on behalf of the property owners on the site. And this year, the state passed another law authorizing localities to require people offering those rentals to register with the government. Visit Loudoun President and CEO Beth Erickson said there are 439 places in Loudoun on Airbnb offering 932 sleeping rooms. That dwarfs the 131 rooms in traditional bed and breakfasts and represents 16% of the hotel room inventory. She cited concerns about safety, the fire code, and the tax revenue Loudon misses out on with Airbnb. The county collects a tax on stays at B&Bs and hotels called a transient occupancy tax, but in the past, there's been no way to collect that tax on short-term residential rentals because there is no way of tracking who was offering them. Visit Loudon estimates that last year, Loudon missed out on $932,000 of tax revenue. County supervisors have voted unanimously to establish a registry of short-term residential rentals. A working group of staff from different county departments will work out some penalties for noncompliance. Greg Miller is the co-founder of a company that owns 40 hotels, including four in Loudon. He said people renting out one room in their home isn't really a problem for his business. The problem is when people start renting out multiple units that they don't live in. In other words, basically an unregulated hotel. That creates safety problems, since above-board hotels are under all kinds of regulation. It also skirts the requirement that hotels have to get positive ID on anyone staying at their hotels. Miller estimates the hotel business in Loudoun loses 350 rooms to short-term residential rentals on weekends, plus another 250 on major holidays. Loudon Deputy Zoning Administrator Chris Moan said those under-the-table hotels are where the problems start. If people don't live in the place they're renting, they don't have the same investment in the neighborhood around it. 
But most people on Airbnb are just trying to use their extra space to make a little extra money. Take Angie Miles, who together with her live-in boyfriend rents out a little cottage on their property in downtown Leesburg. She said she's had a great experience with Airbnb and it brings in steady business which they can handle even while both of them have full-time jobs. She also said most of her guests are in town for weddings or to visit wineries just to get away from the city or to bike the WNOD or CNO Canal trails. Yeah, they've heard the horror stories, but they haven't had any crazy stories themselves. Well, except for one time they found a tooth in a Tic Tac box. Who knows? Go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, this week's debate at the Leesburg Town Council over a funding request to the county took a turn for the controversial. Two weeks ago, the town sent a letter to the County Board of Supervisors with the projects it would like to see in the County Capital Improvement Program. This is something they do every year. The county asks the towns to submit requests for pedestrian or transportation projects that benefit the county at large. This year, the town asked for funding for the first phase of a Tuscarora Creek pedestrian trail, widening Evergreen Mills Road from Heritage High School to Route 15, and... At the suggestion of Councilman Tom Dunn, Leesburg Executive Airport's projects. The airport thing is where the controversy comes in. I'm getting there. At the end of the council's work session Monday, the council decided to reconsider that decision at their next meeting, which was the next day on Tuesday. On Tuesday, they took the airport funding off their request to the county. Mayor Kelly Burke said that was because the airport commission, which is appointed by the town council, had requested that. That's when Councilman Tom Dunn said the following, and I'll quote, I really think that if we are to go forward with a letter withdrawing the original letter to the county, we put in long-term jeopardy any serious funding request by the town by showing this waffling, end quote. He said, it appears the commission's worries about involving the county came out of the fear of ceding control to the county. He accused other council members of being swayed because members of the airport commission had made contributions to their campaigns, although he has also accepted campaign contributions from members of the commission. He said that did not cloud his judgment. Another quote from Councilman Dunn, I'm not going to call this corruption. Corruption's a big word, but I did find that corruption is a perversion of integrity. To pervert is leading to a false judgment, end quote. According to the Virginia Public Access Project, since 2014, three of the eight members of the airport commission have made political contributions of more than $100. Commission Chairman Dennis Boykin, Vice Chairman Tom Toth, and Commission Member Thomas Dunlap combined made donations totaling just over $3,000 over the past four years. Those went to Mayor Kelly Burke, Councilman Dunn, and Council Members Marty Martinez, Suzanne Fox, and Ken Reed. Some contributions were for races other than for the town council, such as running for Board of Supervisors. I mentioned the $100 caveat because campaigns are not required to disclose the identities of donors who give less than $100. Councilman Dunn's comments Tuesday got a strong reaction from other members of the council. Councilman Martinez said, quote, it's very sad that because somebody doesn't get what they want, they have to result to that kind of insulting, end quote. Councilman Dunn was the only vote against taking the airport funding out of the request, so that passed. Dennis Boykin, the chair of the airport commission, explained the commission's concerns thusly. They remember the difficulty they had coordinating with the county back in 2005 and 2007 over taxation at the airport, along with zoning disputes that took years to resolve. He said several members of the commission felt it would be better to get all that kind of stuff ironed out before they went to the county again. 
And in Boykin's words, quote, Mr. Dunn's charges regarding the airport were factually inaccurate and completely inappropriate, in my opinion, especially in the context that he had just finished accusing the town council of corruption. However, my colleagues on the commission have not yet had a chance to weigh in on this subject, so I'll withhold any further comment until the next meeting, where hopefully Council Member Dunn will attend and help us clear up the situation he created, end quote. Reached yesterday, Councilman Dunn said he is not backing down from those comments. Moving over to Percival, the radio silence from the Percival Town Council and staff over police chief Cynthia McAllister continues. Chief McAllister has been on leave for more than a month. Interim town manager Alex Venegas confirmed back on October 6th that Chief McAllister had been placed on administrative leave, then took a period of personal leave. He's now said he met with the chief on October 17th and will provide an update when he has more information. Mayor Quasi Frazier said he's taken himself out of the process. He said he's looking for something by next week at the latest and wants to understand where the county stands with the chief after her administrative leave. Where that is, your guess is as good as mine right now. In the meantime, Lieutenant Joe Schrock has been serving as acting chief. Speaking of Percival, Percival's new Catoctin Corner Shops are set to open by December. Three new restaurants and a gas station are scheduled to open at the intersection of Main Street and Berlin Turnpike. KLNB Retail say they have already leased to six tenants in the new shopping center and are in negotiations with more. Already scheduled to move in, Chipotle, Manhattan Pizza, Supercuts, Wink Vision, Heartland Dental, a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, and a Shell gas station. The new shopping center sits right across Berlin Turnpike from the Percival Gateway Shopping Center. And this is the second week of the Leesburg Hauntings Tour. So I caught up with Leslie Mazeska, the executive director of the Loudoun Museum. Leslie, tell me about the Leesburg Hauntings Tour. Leesburg Hauntings, we like to say, uh, is where you can discover the real nightlife of Leesburg. And what we do is we take guests on um, guided tours through some historic homes and businesses in downtown Leesburg, where you'll stop and hear um, costume storytellers relay the history and the ghostly tales of what has happened at each site. And how long has Leesburg Hauntings been going on? Uh, this is our 26th year of Leesburg Hauntings. It started in 1991 by Peter Kalpinski, who was a longtime board member of the museum. And this is a big fundraiser for the museum. This is our largest annual fundraising event, and we look forward to it every year. We have people who come back year after year and visit from all over the country to take the tours. And when can people take the tours? The tours are October 20th and 21st, and October 27th and 28th. They run from 6 to 9 p.m., leaving every 15 minutes from Leesburg Town Hall. Awesome. And where can I get tickets? You can get tickets uh, on our two websites, leesburghauntings.org or theloudmuseum.org. Well, thanks to Leslie Mazeska for joining us. Head on out to the Leesburg Hauntings Tour tonight or tomorrow. And uh, as for this podcast, you can get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, obviously the Leesburg Haunting Store. If you haven't done that yet, check it out. I did it last week and it was a great time. But if you've already done the Haunting Store, check out Kenny Rame at Spanky Shenanigans in Leesburg at 5 p.m. Or go see Will Salzman at Blend Coffee Bar in Ashburn for Food Truck Friday. That starts at 5.30 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. 
And if you like The Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend and have a great day.